Ukraine entered its fourth week, Russia's invasion appeared to stall. No more cities fell under Russian control and the advance on Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, was successfully held back by local forces. But that didn't stop Russia from committing terrible atrocities against the Ukrainian people. A school and community centre were destroyed by a Russian airstrike with dozens killed or injured in the town of Marefa near Kharkiv. Ten people were killed while queuing for bread in Chernev and a bomb was dropped directly in a theatre in the city of Mariupol. Over a thousand locals were seeking safety in the basement and the theatre had the word children painted outside in Russia. Kyiv Mayor Vitaly Klitschko was asked about Putin's claim that only military targets were being hit. Bullshit. Sorry. Where is military target? This building is military target. President Zelensky continued his attempts to rally support from Western leaders, whilst the Prime Ministers of Poland, Chechnya and Slovenia were brave enough to pay him a personal visit in Kyiv. Zelensky also appeared via Zoom to parliaments in Germany and Canada, as well as the US Houses of Congress, where he showed a video of the horrific toll the war has taken on his country and concluded with a message in English for Joe Biden. I am addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. This was the week the United States upped its rhetoric on Russia, calling out President Vladimir Putin as a war criminal, whilst also labelling him a murderous dictator. President Biden outlined an additional support package of military measures for Ukraine worth $800 million. It will include 7,000 small arms, machine guns, shotguns, grenade launchers to equip the Ukrainians, including the brave women and men who are defending their cities as civilians and they're on the countryside as well. This will include drones, which demonstrates our commitment to sending our most cutting-edge systems to Ukraine for its defense. Dietrich Miho Martin was also in Washington this week and was due to meet President Biden as part of the St. Patrick's Day festivities. However, he tested positive for COVID just a few hours before, so any duties had to be completed remotely. Before that, he did get a phone call from Ukrainian President Zelensky, who shared sympathies on the death of Irish Fox News cameraman Pierre Zakharuski and thanked Ireland for extending a welcome to Ukrainian refugees. Ireland is committing to sending humanitarian aid to Ukraine, but Miho was not prepared to change his mind on military assistance. Ireland is not a military power. Our greatest strength is in the peacekeeping side, to be frank. But we're not politically neutral uh, and we're not morally neutral. Um, and as, as the world changes, uh, our position has to evolve, in my view, with that change. After a long six years in Iran, Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe finally returned to the UK on Wednesday night. <laughs> Nice. I'm having a shot. Nice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she and fellow captive Anoushe were released by Tehran, while another man, Morad Tabaz, has been released from prison but not yet allowed to leave the country. They were being held as part of a long-running row between Britain and Iran, which has finally been resolved, as Foreign Secretary Liz Truss explained to the House of Commons. After highly complex and exhaustive negotiations, the more than 40-year-old debt 
between the international military services and the Ministry of Defence of Iran has now been settled. Nazanin's husband Richard, who has campaigned tirelessly, including a hunger strike to keep her case in the public eye, was incredibly grateful that the ordeal was at an end. It's going to be the beginning of, of a new life, um, a, a normal life, uh, a happy family. And there'll be bumps, no doubt, and, and all the normal squabbles we had before. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're really looking forward to, to seeing them. The impact of the global energy crisis combined with the war in Ukraine is going to be felt very soon as the first of what is expected to be a round of price rises for domestic energy was announced. Orgosh Energy says electricity prices will rise by 27% and gas will rise by 39% from April 15th as the winter price pledge comes to an end. Lishuk Michal Mortens' work continues with the EU to enable better control of pricing but that a price cap of any kind is unlikely. And we're very conscious on the one hand that the prices are going up to an exorbitant degree and Ireland has perhaps responded faster uh, and went further than many other European states. But also we have to keep a watchful eye on, on, on energy supplies also. Now we have asked the European Commission um, to look at more flexibility in terms of the VAT tax uh, regime and in terms of the energy tax directive uh, to see if flexibilities could be allowed for member states so as we could do more to ease the burden of these increases on people and particularly people who are on low incomes. So to come in the Smart 7 Ireland edition, St. Patrick's Day celebrations and a big night out at the BAFTAs. Right after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. If you're enjoying it, you might also like the original Smart 7. Just search and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. Thursday was St. Patrick's Day and as the country prepared for an unprecedented double bank holiday, final preparations were underway for the St. Patrick's Festival. Dublin St. Patrick's Day Parade had a special international guest of honour, Irish-American actor John C. Riley. It just seemed like the perfect opportunity to celebrate some joy. We've had a lot of darkness lately and I think it's important to stand up for, for joy. And Anna McGowan from the festival was urging people to get out there and get involved. You know, it's been three calendar years since the last festival. We just want everyone to come down and just enjoy St. Patrick's Festival together again. And we regret to inform you that Bono has been at it again. This time with a poem read by Nancy Pelosi at Thursday's Friends of Ireland lunch on Capitol Hill. You drive out those old snakes once again. And they struggle for us to be free from the psycho in this human family. Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine. And St. Patrick's name is now Zelensky. It was a big night at the BAFTAs, although host Rebel Wilson didn't entirely nail it. Best Actor went to Will Smith, who's on a bit of a roll for his role in King Richard. Welsh actor Joanna Scanlon won Best Actress for After Love and Paul Thomas Anderson won Best Screenplay for Licorice Pizza. His award was picked up by rock and roll royalty. Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood and Himes Alana Heim. Paul is going to be very excited to win this. 
not least because it means I've been forced to come and give a really awkward and inarticulate speech on his behalf, which you will find very funny. So, um, what would you like to say, Anna? What would I like to say? Part of the Dog won both Best Director and Best Picture, and Benedict Cumberbatch picked up the award on Jane Campion's behalf, and he wasn't at all bitter about not winning himself. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, hold on a second. BAFTA, I'd like... Oh, no, damn it, that's, that's my speech. Oops. <laughs> You don't lose to Will Smith, you win being in his company. If you're like me, every time you see David Attenborough's name trending, you fear the worst. And maybe you're not alone. But fear not, there just might be a new nature documentary guy in town. He's got a brand new five-part Netflix series called Our Great Natural Parks. And well, he goes full Attenborough, exploring all of the wonders of nature. But who is this mystery man? Why, it's former US President Barack Obama. Join me in this celebration of our planet's greatest national parks and wilderness. Around the world, the more isolated the national park, the more unusual its creatures, and the more extraordinary their behaviors. This has been the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Wherever you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We're back Monday morning at 7 a.m. Have yourselves a great weekend. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.